0: Well, good morning. Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. We are glad that you are here with us today. We hope that everyone had a wonderful Christmas with family and with friends. We are glad to see those uh, maybe who traveled and who are back in town. We are glad that you are here with us today. If we have any guests that are here with us, we welcome you. And we are glad that you have decided to worship with us today. I'd like to read an excerpt to you from The Eight Simple Tools for Raising Great Kids. Here is a new way to think about your kids. Think about them as cereal boxes. Cereal boxes, any kind of box. But the best kind is the kind with the special prize hidden inside. God, of course, is a manufacturer, like Nabisco or General Mills and he has made a cereal box just for you. Better yet, he has filled that cereal box with one prize. But that prize has many gifts, many talents, many characteristics that will only be discovered with time. As a parent, it is your job to help your child find out what special prize God has put inside For you. Join Keith on Wednesday night if you're a parent, a new parent to be, a parent of a youth. Learn the simple, simple task listening, talking, encouraging, connecting. I will provide activities for those that don't go to choir if they will meet me in the LEC at 5:30 we will have a fun time while you learn
1: how to connect and encourage 5:30 on Wednesday our hymn of praise this morning is number 74 oh god our help in ages past hymn number 74 if you are able please stand and join me in singing Please turn in your order of service and open the insert that is folded in the middle and you'll see at the top litany for the past year. I would invite you to join in the bold print and I will read the lighter print. We light this candle remembering the children, youth, and adults who were baptized into the faith this past year in our congregation. This light beams so that all people, young and old, may be able to thrive and receive affection and protection. We light this second candle remembering all those who have experienced grief and loss in our congregation, the death of a loved one, the ending of a significant relationship, the loss of employment. for their continuing comfort and support. We light this third candle, remembering all those who have shared in ministry in this place. Ministers, both clergy and lay, instrumentalists and singers, those who participated in the care ministry, those who offered pastoral care or reminded us of our wider community, those who visited hospitals, nursing homes, cooked meals, or offered transport. This like beams with
2: the compassion of the christ in our midst.
1: <clears throat> We light this fourth candle, remembering all those who have visited our congregation in recent times and decided to call this place home. This light We light this fifth candle, mindful of those who have called us to risk the way of Jesus, to create inclusive, safe, open, and honest communities for all. This light means a
2: simple glow in the midst of challenge and comfort.
1: We light this sixth candle, having each of us in mind bearing each other in strengths and weaknesses, anxieties and hopes. It is like a means on the pathways we have welcomed and where we didn't want to go. It will continue to shine for each of us on the new pathways we will tread. Let us then take a moment to celebrate one another. The peace of God is here to stay. Please greet one another in peace at this time. I invite the children to come forward for lesson on the
0: steps. What is today? New Year's Eve. What does that mean? What happens tomorrow? What do we. S- A new year. That's exactly right. A new year. All right, I want to share something with you from 2 Corinthians chapter, 15, uh, chapter 5, verse 17. When anyone lives in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. He brought us back to him through Christ's death, and we begin again. How many of you know what this is? A whiteboard. What do you do with the whiteboard? Draw on it, don't you? And what happens when you're finished? You erase it. You erase it. You just take an eraser and erase it away. Or sometimes you can use your hand. You can use your hand, that's right. You can use if Kleenex. If you don't have any Kleenexes. So, if I wrote on here, 2017. That's today, isn't it? And then what are we going to do tonight? We're going to erase it, and it's going to become 2018. Well, that's sort of like what God does with us when we've done good things and bad things, things he loves us for, prayers he's answered. We're starting over, aren't we? Just like a new day. We're going to wipe our slate clean. Tomorrow, we start a new year with God. Tomorrow is a new day with our faith and with our love and with our growing with God. So we want to just remember, in order to do that, there's things we need to do. Pray. Say thank you to God for things he's done for you that we don't always remember to thank him for. Thank him for the sunshine. I don't think we want to thank him for the cold weather today, do we? But maybe tomorrow we could thank him for the sunshine that keeps us warm. Do what? So when we start tomorrow, and it's a free day, you don't have to get up and go to school. I know it's awful, isn't it? But Tuesday, when you go to school, think of beginning again at school. Look for someone who needs a friend. Say thank you to your teacher. Tell her to have a good day. Can we do that? We're gonna start our slate off clean, raced away, and then we're gonna start putting things on our calendar and on our slate board that we wanna thank God for, okay? Can we pray? Dear God, as we end the year, we have many things as children to be thankful for. We look forward with wide eyes at the coming of a new year. Excitement and joy are always a part of our day. But Lord, take time to bless these children As they reach for you, they reach for what you can give them as they take you into their heart. We are thankful for this day and for these children, for these families, for this church. Most importantly, Lord, today we are thankful for your son who was born as a part of our celebration. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
3: Let me uh, ask you to join me in remembering Sybil Beeson this morning. Uh, found out when I came to the men's study this morning, Sybil was taken to the ER, but woke up, had some breathing problems, and found out had some fluid buildup. And so she is stable and is okay at uh, Shelby Hospital, but they are admitting her. And so be in prayer for Sybil and Ed this morning as they um, uh, go through this time. Also, Cat Jolly, many of you know this, some may be hearing it for the first time, but Cat Jolly went to Shelby thinking that um, she may have had or having uh, may be having a heart attack and they saw some things they didn't like they airlifted her to charlotte this week and she is now home after having a stint put in and is stable and is at home recovering and so she is just rejoicing in the lord um, for his watch care over her and for good doctors and nurses in her care this week so be in prayer for cat jolly And also continue to be in prayer for Jane Stroud. She continues to have her ups and downs, but is moving in the right direction towards a lung transplant. And so uh, trying to to regulate and get control of the fluid, that's still a problem, but be in prayer for her. And also we extend sympathy this morning to the family of Don Green in his passing this week, uh, brother Jerry Green and mother Irene Green. Please keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Before I pray, I wanna uh, have you take notice of something. And in your bulletin on the sheet with the, there's some Bible study uh, advertisements or promotions on the front, but on the back, there is a note from me. And then there is a scripture verse at the bottom. You can read the note later, but the scripture verse on the bottom, you have heard me say time and time again, the importance of knowing scripture and memorizing scripture last year during our 28 days of love as we will do again this year. uh, I'll have a little scripture verse for you to take home and to focus on for the week. But as we move into a new year, as we have, clearly been talking about this morning. This was a verse that next week I hope to have laminated and have on a little card for you to take home and you can place in your, uh, behind your uh, steering wheel or place it on your bathroom mirror or place it somewhere. But it's a verse that I would like for all of us uh, to reflect on and join and having you join me in reflecting on this year for 2018 for the new year. It's Jesus's words in John 15, four and five, he says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches, and those who remain in me, and I in them will produce much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing it 's a great reminder and challenge for me personally as your pastor and I think for our congregation as well for us to remain as kJV says to abide in Christ, and what does that look like for you and me to abide in Christ and it tells us that if we do. Jesus does that we will produce much fruit. I know I want my life to produce more fruit and I want our congregation to be fruitful as we move into a new year. So keep this verse in your thoughts and prayers and somewhere where you can begin reflecting on that verse as we move into a new year. Join me now in prayer. God, we're grateful for bringing us through to another year. We are grateful for 2017. It was filled with many joys, but Lord also filled with times of grief and sorrow times for many of hearing some new words from a doctor that may have been uncomfortable, but Lord, you have been our source of strength. I think of the verse in Psalms that says, God, you are our refuge and strength and a very present help in time of trouble. And Lord, we thank you for being that present help for us in 2017. We thank you for being our good shepherd who has walked with us through the valleys and has walked with us in the midst of the mountaintops as well. We come to you here at the end of 2017 with hearts that are heavy for these who are struggling this morning. We pray for Sybil and Beeson that you would bring healing to her body and renewed strength. We pray for Jane Stroud that she would continue to go in the right direction towards the lung, a successful lung transplant. Lord, guide her physical body and Lord, those, uh, the minds of the doctors and nurses who are caring for her. We pray for continued healing for Cat Jolly. We pray for the family of Don Green For jerry for irene that you would be a god of comfort to them at this hour lord we pray for all those in our midst who are struggling today those who are not with us those maybe with something as simple as 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 the cold versus uh, something much more serious father help us to be mindful of them and to reach out to them with love and concern god as we think about uh, this church community and what it means to all of us We are mindful that we have many within here in our own community, Lord, who do not know what it's like to be a part of a close fellowship of believers who lift one another, who lifts one another up in prayer and who walks beside them through the ups and downs of life. So Father, as we move into this new year of 2018, stir our hearts and challenge us, Father, to see and to know who these people are, to invite them to be a part of the fellowship of Boiling Springs Baptist Church, that we may care and love and grow together. Father, forgive us for where we've fallen short this year in 2017 and lead us along the paths of righteousness for your name's sake in 2018. Father, bless those who are away from friends and family at this time of the year, those missionaries serving overseas, but Lord, also the men and women in uniform as well. God, we love you. We thank you for your spirit that is here with us today. We pray that it would challenge us, that it would encourage us, and that it would lead us to a closer walk with you bless the songs as they are sung the your word as it is read the prayers as they are prayed and your word as it is preached this morning as well may we leave may we all say it's good to have been in your house today it's in jesus name we pray and all of god's people said amen
1: our hymn is a combination of two familiar songs and the words are in your order of service but they'll also be on the screens if you would join me in singing footsteps of jesus and step by step please stand (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
4: Father, as we pass the offering plate this morning, may we realize the full purpose of this action. It has a special purpose of advancing the mission of Jesus Christ and spreading the gospel throughout the world, as well as supporting the programs of the church and the local community. We must realize that money is a part of spreading the gospel but money alone cannot spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. It involves dedicated people with a strong desire and commitment to work under the guidance of the Holy Spirit to get the task completed. As we place our money in the plate that has passed, may we realize that we are not only given money, but are committing our time to the worship of God and personally witnessing for Jesus in our daily lives. Our lives must be committed to supporting the work of the local church financially, but we must also be committed to supporting the programs of the church with our time and prayers. Now, may we fully commit our lives to the guidance of the Holy Spirit in the new year. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: When the angel's
2: song is silent and the star is not so bright, when the stable door stands open in the cold mid-morning light, when the angel's
3: your Bibles this morning, I invite you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We'll be reading verses 1 through 11. These words will be on your screen as well. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth and has a message for us this morning here as well. 1 Corinthians 10, beginning at verse 1, for I do not want you to be unaware or ignorant, Some translations may say, brethren, our fathers were all under the cloud and passed through the sea. And all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not well pleased for they were laid low in the wilderness. Now these things happened as examples for us so that we would not crave evil things or lust after evil things as they also craved. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play. Nor let us act immorally as some of them did and 23,000 fell in one day. Nor let us try the Lord as some of them did and were destroyed by the serpents. Nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them, he says again, as an example, and they were written for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come. God, I ask this morning that you would bless the reading and the preaching of your word. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. I had a good time, I don't know if you, whoa, I don't know if you, uh, hopefully you enjoyed it as well, but uh, in the Christmas season we looked at uh, the sermon series called Coming Soon, and we had some good times referencing the fact that the Advent story, the story of Christ, has similarities to a movie. We talked about the uh, setting the scene, and uh, the plot twist, and Christmas Eve night, we talked about the cliffhanger, and I love the song that the choir sang just now. Because the fact that the Christmas story is just beginning, uh, that song was a reminder of that. And uh, the sequel, uh, or the the next step, or the the next, you know, what's gonna happen. uh, Of course we know from Scripture what that is, but also you and I are still a part of that same story that began so long ago with the baby in a manger. And this morning, I thought I would have a little fun with the movie theme that we've been talking about. We have something of great substance here to talk about, but if they'll go ahead and I think the slide is up there. But uh, how many of you remember the movie Back to the Future? Oh yeah, there's the slide. Remember that movie Back to the Future? Some of you are kind of like, yeah, I kind of remember my kids watching that. But um, it's Marty McFly or Michael J. Fox uh, is, is a typical 80s American teenager. And he meets up with this wacky kind of strange professor, Doc Brown, I think was his name. And he learns about this time machine and he meets them at the mall, because you know, parents let their teenagers meet strange guys at the mall at night. He meets them at the mall at night and finds out about this, uh, how do you say it, this um, DeLorean time machine that's this car, and it runs on plutonium, and uh, he shows him how it works, but then of course accidentally he uses it and he goes back to 1955. And while he's there, he finds out some things about his parents that he didn't quite know before. Some things that were a little unsettling some things that, um, that he doesn't like, if you will, in the life of his parents. So the title gives us at least an idea of where we're going today as we think about back to the future. And before we go full speed ahead into 2018, it may serve us and it may serve you well to reflect on 2017. How do we learn and grow from our past in ways that will help us as we move to the future? I thought about this a little bit this week in the sense that uh, with these illustrations that uh, much like the doctor, when I think about the time that I spent uh, listening to different nurses and doctors asking my dad the same questions. He was exhausted, not because of what he was going through at ICU, but because of the questions that he was asked. Uh, but he, he said, if one more person comes in here and asks me the same questions that I was just asked, he said, why can't they just share the information? I said, I don't know, dad. Um, But uh, he was asked the questions over and over again. And a lot of these questions had everything to do with what? His past. Everything to do with what he's taken, with what he's done, what he hasn't done, asking him things about his health. So for our past, um, excuse me, for doctors, our past is very important. I thought about this as well. When I went, um, when I go to the mechanic now, and especially the one that I remember in King, uh, they had a record of everything that has ever happened with two of my cars, uh, the, the mechanic here is not quite there yet, but they have a good idea of what has, has gone on with my cars. And uh, we would go in and, and I would get something done on the car and I would say, I'm having this, I'm doing this. He's like, well, you haven't, he would look on the history of what they've done. He was like, well, you haven't replaced this. You haven't done this yet. And so based on the history of my car and what I had and had not done, they could tell me and help diagnose maybe some things that were, that were wrong with the car. And so our knowing our past is important as we move to the future, God's desire is that we learn and grow from our past and apply what we've learned as we move forward. All of us here desire to be better spouses. We desire to be better parents. We desire to be a better Christian, a better church member, a better employee, or a better boss as we move forward. And reflecting on the past and what Paul has to say to us this morning can certainly help us in these areas as well. With Christmas behind us, most of you have uh, spent some time with family. Some of you um, wish those family members could have stayed around longer, and some of you may have been, now don't look at anybody, some of you may have been glad to kind of see them come and, and, and to also see them go. I don't know, but just, just thinking here. But as we're around family, around the holidays, we learn more about Our history, we learn more about the past, here we go again, talking about the past. I told Aiden, we were at my dad's a couple weeks ago, well no, not a couple weeks ago, this was, we've been there a lot, but we were there last Friday, and we were celebrating our Christmas then, it was difficult to do that on Christmas Eve. And um, so we were celebrating Christmas last Friday and I, I knew that dad was just sitting in the living room and I said, Aiden, just go, go in there and sit with him and ask him about the good old days. And we just kind of laughed because that was just the first thing that came to my mind. We're all standing around kind of bored. I said, go in there and talk to dad and just ask him about the good old days. That was all it took. He went in there and sat down and asked him and he, uh, Aiden learned maybe more than he, than he wanted to know but he, uh, he learned about dad. And one of the favorite things that dad wanted liked to do when he was Aiden's age was ride his bike all around town. And that's something that maybe here in Boiling Springs, some parents still let their kids do, but not so much maybe as years gone by. And so Aiden had a good time asking uh, his grandpa about just the good old days, and uh, that was a good time. But when we, when we think about our family, when we think about our past, as we get to know more about our family, there are some things that we certainly want to continue, and we certainly want to pass down to the next generation. But I would venture to say in every family, there's also some things that we want to say, you know what? This comes to an end with my generation. I am not passing down whatever these certain habits or traits or or addictions or things are. This is coming to a stop with my generation. Several New Testament passages give us a glimpse of God's people doing this same reflection on the past. In Acts 7, Um, Stephen's defense as he stands before the high priest. He walks through the history of the people of Israel, including both good and bad, but he's walking through the history of the people of Israel and he is reflecting on the past. He's highlighting both the good and the bad. We read uh, the author of Hebrews 11 gives us a detailed account of what we call our heroes of the faith. But as we look at more deeply and detailed at those heroes, we also see their imperfections. We also see their flaws and his conclusion of that um, hero of the faith passage there in Hebrews 11 actually comes at the beginning of chapter 12. And he says, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Paul also gives us some reflection on the past. In my scripture, this is the New American Standard Bible, and above 1 Corinthians 10, it says in bold letters, avoid Israel's mistakes. Sometimes we have to learn things the hard way, don't we? Our parents, as we talk about our past have said to us something around like these words, do not repeat what I did, don't do what I did, but we learn their stories and so there's certain things, like I said, we don't want to repeat and certain things that we may make adjustments because of hearing these stories and learning from our family's past. But Paul in 1 Corinthians 10, he begins by reminding the church of Corinth of the cloud by day that led Israel and also protected them from the sun. He mentions the parting of the Red Sea. He mentions references to manna from heaven and water from a rock. Verse five here in chapter 10 is the game changer where Paul writes most of them, uh, excuse me, with most of them God was not well pleased. If he's reflecting on the past and on Israel's history, he's reminding these in Corinth that God was not pleased with some of the things of the people of Israel. To use the phrase there was sin in the camp, May be familiar to many of you, there was disobedience to God. And Paul is reminding them of this in their history. Verse six tells us that there were consequences for their disobedience. Verse six reads, These things happened to them as examples for us. As examples for us. The discipline that God showed to the disobedient Israelites should uh, should serve as a warning to us that sin has consequences. Paul is saying, look, listen, and learn from your ancestors. These are the mistakes. Not only did they have great successes, great heroic faith, but they also made grave mistakes that cost them dearly. And Paul is saying, look, listen and learn. They have been given to you and he's writing these things down as an example, as an instructions for the church in Corinth saying, don't go down this same road. What were the mistakes? How was their past soiled with choosing their own way? Verses following... Uh, the path or or the plan that God had for them. Uh, The first mistake is the scripture tells us that they were idolatrous. In verse seven, do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play. Placing other things as more important than God. Putting things in the place of God in our lives. Spending time and energy and resources in places that simply don't matter when eternity or when this world comes to an end. We do not today worship idols so blatantly like the Israelites do, but ours are those things we give all of our time and thought and energy towards. People are still prone to worship the works of their hands more than they worship God. It's oftentimes easier to place material things as more important. But not only does Paul say that they were idolaters, Paul also says that they were immoral. We see this connection throughout the Old Testament, that of idolatry and immorality, and they often go hand in hand, do they not? We will see it, and we still see it today. The consequences were there for the people of Israel, and the consequences still surround us today when we take paths and placing other things as more important than God. What happened to Israel certainly served as a warning, and Paul reminds us that what was written down also serves as a warning for us today. They were written down as examples for our instruction. In verse 9, we see another uh, misstep on the people of Israel. It says, we see the temptation also existed to try God too far. It says, nor let us try the Lord as some of them did. There in verse 9, the idea that we are justified before God so nothing can happen to me. History reminds us that the people of God cannot sin with impunity. Galatians 6, 7, and 8 are perfect reminders of this. And Paul wrote there in Galatians, whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. There are two verses here that say the same thing that remind us of the point of our sermon this morning and the fact that we need to look to our past, make the needed adjustments in relationship to the future that God has for us. But verse six of chapter 10 and verse 11, Paul says, now these things happened as an example for us. Down in verse 11 again, he writes, now these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction. Going back to what I said about family and learning things Uh, about our past, this is also true for the church as well. This last year, we have many things to celebrate in the life of our church. We reflected on 170 years for Boiling Springs Baptist Church and it was a great time of excitement, excitement and celebration for over two weeks. We anticipated it and then the time came, we celebrated and we reflected. We reflected back on the good. And I would venture to say this morning, there's a lot of good that should continue. There are some things that should never change in relationship to Bowling Springs Baptist Church, and that that is Jesus Christ is Lord. We should talk about His birth, His life, His death, and His resurrection. We should teach about um, uh, Scripture and the importance of, 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 of knowing it and understanding it and growing in our faith. There are certain things that should never change, but there should be some things that we should reflect on as well and say, as we look to our past, what are some things we can take to heart and be mindful of as we move into our future? Is the way that we worship, the way that we learn, the way that we grow, the way that we serve, are there some things about those ministries, or those ways we do church that needs to change to be more relevant and to be more effective as we move into the future? We need to take the good and leave the bad as we move as we move forward. Looking back on 2017, uh, we celebrated with many who were baptized, it's a great to, it would be great to see these baptisms increase as we move into 2018. We had a wonderful month with 28 days of love, and how can we build on this for 2018? We saw an increased relationship with Green Bethel Baptist Church. We started a new 11 a.m. prayer time and Bible study that many have responded to. We pursued new international mission opportunities uh, in 2017 in Guatemala and other places. Great and meaningful musicals celebrate life and peace has come. Wonderful job from Candy and the choir and our instrumentalists, all who helped with this internship opportunity for Cedric Starr to help him learn and grow as a person, as a minister, and helped us greatly in, in re, um, uh, what's the right word I'm looking for re energizing or renewing our relationship with those again at Green Bethel Baptist Church. Uh, Great things taking place on Wednesday night women's study and Sunday morning men's study. And that group, both of those groups have continued to grow in this last year. Today's passage encourages us to learn from our past and to let this help shape our future. And as we look into the future for 2018, I ask, what are you going to do differently this year that will lead you to a better place, a deeper place, a more place where at the end of 2018, you can look back and experience a sense of greater spiritual maturity. There are things that our church will be doing, sure, but there are things that you and I personally need to be doing to help grow and to help mature in our relationship with Jesus Christ. I wanna mention several things that the church will be doing in 2018 to help us to grow in Christ and become who God would have us to be. We're starting off the year with a sermon series called Stories That Jesus Told, Lessons from the Parables. I would say even as a young child, there was something very, uh, that drew me in when I would read these parables. Sometimes I had no clue what it was about. And uh, some may still be there today when you read these words. And uh, the fact, the words written in red, if you you, you may have a Bible that has red print, or you've heard that, that phrase before. I think of all the Scripture that we should focus on, we should look certainly at all of Scripture, but there's something special about the words of Jesus. And we're gonna spend some time looking at the stories that Jesus told and looking at lessons that he has to teach us from the parables. As we move into 2018, there'll be a greater emphasis on outreach. I've shared this with our staff. I'm beginning to share it with deacons and with others as well. One of the things that the evangelism committee has been working on is uh, ways to effectively go and and to be the presence of Christ within our community. Just simply be aware when people moving in or moving out, when new things are happening or maybe a a reef goes up in the time of death on the door and we see the slow funeral signs that we need to be attentive and we need to be appropriate ways to that. It may be that we know the family uh, very, very special, but it may be that we don't know them at all and so it'd be a great time to knock on their door door and to get to know them. But you'll be hearing about other opportunities and ways to reach out for this next year. One of the things that came about with what the Evangelism Committee is doing is we've revamped one of the brochures that we have for our church. And for those of you who are in the digital age uh, with everything, uh, you may say brochure, But there are still effective ways that these brochures can minister to people, encourage people, and so these are available. There are are a few on the communion table. There are some, I think, at almost every exit. But I would encourage you just to pick up one of these. And as you have opportunities, as you talk to people, tell them about uh, what the church has meant to you. But just say, here's a little bit more information and pass this along to them. One of the things that I'm gonna be doing that will be new in 2018 is this last year we've ordered uh, probably a couple of weeks ago uh, about 70-something mugs that just have our church logo on it and it says, Worship, Grow, Serve. Depending on the family that I go see, I'm gonna stick appropriate things in this mug. I'm gonna stick some, maybe some hot chocolate this week might be a good idea, Uh, but stick some coffee or hot chocolate, stick a pen, maybe some mints, a brochure, a pen, different things in here that I think would would help this family. If it's things about children, I'll make sure that Ellen has something or that Alan has something in there. And each visitor that we have in 2018, the following week, I'm just gonna connect with them through email or a phone and say, I have something for you. I have a gift for you and something I'd like to give you. Can we get together either or the uh, well, I was going to say coffee shop, but somewhere here in Boiling Springs, and uh, meet and talk for a little while. But there's all kinds of ideas that the evangelism committee has, uh, that the staff that I have, and ways that we can be more effective as we seek to reach out, as we think about going to look into our past and how can we can make some adjustments and lead others to greater spiritual maturity in 2018. We have a growing young emphasis, which by the way, I still have a couple books that if anybody's interested next Sunday night, as we seek to be more relevant uh, to all ages here at Bowling Springs Baptist and not just a certain generation or a certain age group. We're going to have some great conversation beginning next Sunday night about, uh, we're going to be looking at over 250 churches across the United States, different denominations, different socioeconomic levels, different locations in the United States that are having effective and fruitful ministries with young adults? What are, what are some things that we are seeing, that researchers are seeing with these churches that maybe we need to be th- thinking about here as Bowling Springs Baptist Church? And so join with me and others next Sunday night as we seek uh, to be more relevant and effective with younger generations. This Wednesday night, we're beginning something that um, could involve many of you. Many of you in the room are parents. Many of you know others who have parents of either young children or youth, and for the first time in a long time, we're offering offering a parenting class at 5.30 this coming Wednesday. There's childcare available, there's choirs available, but a great simple tool to help parents uh, to be more effective in connecting and growing with their children. We'll also be, 28 Days of Love will be returning and we're going to be looking at new ways to be even more relevant and effective with businesses and with individuals in our community and so be in prayer for that. We're having uh, some new Wednesday night studies during that month as well that Dr. Cullinan will be leading on prayer that works and uh, you can be anticipating that and looking forward to it and we're pursuing at this time as well joint revival services with Green Bethel Baptist Church sometime in the spring of this year. Uh, something to be in, in, in prayer about. And the last thing that I want to mention is that we are pursuing as well, if, if it's blessed today in conference, we're pursuing new opportunities for missions, international missions in Guatemala for 2018 as well. And I'm very excited and grateful for that. There'll be new musical opportunities and music ministry and other ministry opportunities for you to plug into. But this, the thing is, what I was going to say as we look to the future, it's not just about the pastor. It's not just about the staff. And it's not just about the deacons and other leaders in the church, but it's gonna take all of us. Looking, reflecting, growing, uh, thinking about our own past and ways that we can tweak some things. Uh, I've often talked about before, what does it mean to take spiritual inventory? And when, you, when a business takes inventory, you look, you see what's there and what's not there. And we, may we all do that as we begin to conclude 2017 and look to 2018. And may we find ways uh, that we can grow, that we can mature in Christ, that we together as a congregation can come together and see great fruit from our ministry and our growth in 2018. It is my desire, my strong desire, to see the kingdom of God advance in 2018 through the ministry of Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Is that your desire? Let me ask that again. It is my desire to see the, the, the kingdom of God advance through the ministry of Boiling Springs Baptist Church in 2018. Is that your desire? Yes. Amen. Paul concludes, or we're concluding with Paul, another verse from Paul, chapter, verse 31 of chapter 10. He says, whatever then you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. We've talked about a lot of activities. If we're not careful, people can get their heads spinning around because of all the activities at church. I certainly don't want that to be the case for you, or for myself, or for our staff, that we're just trying to keep the wheels turning, and we're just going through all these activities. We're going through all this busy work. I want to see the kingdom of God advance in my life. I want to see God do some new and fresh things, not only in my life personally, but in the life of our church. And I think that's your desire as well. But let Paul's words remind us here, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, whatever we do, may we do it all to the glory of God. Let's pray together. God, I love you and I thank you for calling me, first of all, to know you in a personal way. I thank you also for calling me to serve, and specifically for calling me to serve here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. God, I'm grateful for the people who make up Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Father, this building is the place where Boiling Springs Baptist Church meets. We call it the church, and we will continue to do that. But Lord, it's a facility. If it's a facility facility that has been consecrated, Lord, for your glory, for your church to gather, to meet, to be equipped, and to serve, and to go and to share the light and the love of Christ with a world that is living in darkness. Father, there are people almost within earshot of this church that are living without hope, that need to know that somebody loves them and cares for them, and Father, ultimately that you love them and that you care for them. So Father, this morning, as we think about looking to the past, Lord, stir our hearts in new and fresh ways that we may walk closer with you in 2018. As I referenced before the prayer time, Father, teach us more about what it means to remain in you and to abide in you so that we can bear much fruit as individuals, and is the church of Jesus Christ. Father, we confess, or we, Father, admit that we have uh, much to confess to you in ways that we haven't reached out, in ways that we haven't sought your will in all things. And Father, we confess that to you at this time. Lord, renew our energies, renew our spirits, that as we move into a new year, that Father, we'll begin to see new faces. We'll begin to see new growth happening within our own lives and in the lives of all those whom connect with Bowling Springs Baptist Church. And Father, may everything we do be said and done for your glory and yours alone. We commit this time to you in Jesus' name, amen. If you're here today and you haven't done the one thing that matters most of all as we think about a new year, you could have a new you this morning and have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ As we think about, as we talked about our past earlier, your past can be wiped clean this morning. First John 1, 9 says that if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God stands this morning waiting for you to come to him. You can do that in your pew. If some of you need to do that by making a new commitment, you're welcome and encouraged and challenged to come to the altar this morning to do that. If you're here today and desire church membership, you're invited to come as well. each of you have a wonderful, happy new year, and I look forward to seeing you this coming week. Receive now the benediction. As we leave this place and return to our homes and to a new year, may we go forth in peace, the peace of Christ. May we go forth with joy, the joy of the season. And may we go forth with the love, the love of God. And may we go forth to serve, led by the Spirit of God. Amen.
1: We invite you to sing Peace Has Come. We'll sing it through once and then you join on the second time through.